Hello. You always start with a like sing song voice. A what? A sing song voice. I do you know I get that all the time. Do you know what? <laughs> Every time I listen back, you're like, hello. I, hello. I, I had a full blown conversation the like first time I met uh Tom's family, I told them and I shouldn't have said this, I told them that I sing when I'm nervous. Like I'll just <laughs> I like, sing Hi, song. Nice to meet you. Or I'm like, hello. <laughs> or like you do that you do do that in real life all the time but i used to do that when i was like a waitress or like a bartender i would put things on like there you go <laughs> no, literally like put plates in or something like i'm just gonna pop this right here and she's, like, she's dangerous <laughs> yeah yeah she's a man eater <laughs> uh, okay well i'm never gonna forget that i do that at the start of episodes but here we are just another thing to add to insecurities how are you i'm good i'm good i'm enjoying the sunny weather although I'm i can working. tell i know because it's summertime it's driving with the window down like listening to the radio like they put on um lush life remember that song no i am um, give us a tune go on <laughs> you know the one that's like now i'm falling out of love Lush life giving me a crush. No, and just it took yeah, me back. That's Trans- a good time. Transported me. Do you know, talking of tunes bringing you back, I was watching Love Island last night. Is no, it on or no, is it No, no literally like season... I can't judge you because I watched Nate and Chelsea, so. Right, so there we are. But it was <laughs> so like season four or something. Mm-hmm. And like the, the tunes of like the, the in-between scenes of Love Island, those tunes are... <laughs> no, but don't you think the absolute... trans- transition scenes are hilarious on that? Because they're all like fake dancing. They're like... Yeah, but also I'm, there I am dancing like in my <laughs> yeah. living room. So it was, um, yeah, it was like one of the transition uh, shots, and it was like you got me intoxicated. Oh my god, remember that? Yeah, I was like, I need to hit the club. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I am in that mood today actually, where I just wish we could go out. I know. Well, we can. So, so here we are. Here we are instead doing podcast instead. But on the topic of Love Island and that kind of stuff, it yeah, actually, good segue. Great segue into this week's episode, which we're going to be talking about influencer culture. Mm. And I guess social media in general, but yeah, as you say, specifically um, influencer culture and what that means in today's society and like how we navigate that, mm-hmm. I suppose, as young women and also like what it means in a broader context. Yeah. Um, I think there's so many things to say. It's so fascinating to me because it really is quite a recent phenomena. Um, and almost like a whole other industry yeah that's grown from the ground up really in the last i would say five years like obviously digital marketing has been a thing before that but um it's like taken off and blown up so 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 much well i think it's it's interesting because you and me are on that cusp of like we had social media when we were at high in high school Mm -hmm. like instagram I remember when Instagram became a thing. Yeah. Um, Facebook, obviously, I had like Facebook when I was twelve or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, like Instagram, Twitter, all those things existed. But like influencers and the impact and the the way that social media is used as a tool was not a thing when we yeah. were in high school. Not at all. Yeah, I think it's so. The way you framed it there is like as a tool is so true because, um, it was only ever a source of I suppose like. Um, innocent enjoyment mm-hmm. or like a form of entertainment which I suppose it still is now but it's also manifested into like this money-making algorithm yeah that's so powerful and it's changed like it's changed the mode in which like profiles exist like it's mm-hmm. so bizarre to think back like so if you go on my Instagram right now I have 
upwards of 2000 posts on my Instagram, which is disgusting. <laughs> but I had my Instagram when I was like 14 or whatever yeah, when it came out. Yeah. And I used to post just stupid shit like every single day on my Instagram. Like I literally used to post like stupid photos because I kind of thought it was like Facebook. I so like I would post something. This. Yeah. I was I'm, scrolling down there day and I was like, I can't believe I haven't deleted some of these, but like there's one. There's just like fugly photos of me and Andrew like <laughs> skiing when I'm twelve or um like a photo of my hair really long and I've captioned it like long hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly but that's what it was. That's what it was when we were like yeah. teenagers or like I would do literally I think about I don't know, 200 posts of my Instagram are just baths. Like literally just pictures <laughs> you of like- You were obsessed with them. Still obsessed yeah, with baths, true, but, but like I would get like a bath bomb from Lush, put it in and be like, yeah, that's going on the feed. <laughs> like, yeah, people want to see my pink bath tonight <laughs> compared to the green bath last night, the blue one before that and the purple one before that. But it's just like utter shit. But now, like the innocence of, if you look back at my Instagram, from when I was 14 I don't recommend it's not entirely interesting but <laughs> like that was an insight to like a 14 15 year old but now I don't think a lot of profiles especially the really big ones like influencers and such I don't think they're as transparent as Instagram used no. to be and it's I think, like yeah we you know, are a really good case study um like our age group of the transition of of like um culture surrounding social media especially Instagram and the norms and like almost rules mm. that you follow as a user because even like for example my friend's little sister who's literally like 12 I want to say or younger her Instagram is like really curated like she reposts like resources about mental health and all that stuff which is like great but mental so um I would say like over mature like brand who, aware yeah for who she is as a like little kid in real life yeah um and another thing i think we want to touch on a lot like we'll get into it later but is how you almost are like making yourself a brand no mm. matter whether you're just like like both of our instagrams um yours is probably more well suppose the dead talk separate but like both of our like personal instagrams are just like our photos of like our lives and mm -hmm. like it's just like i post photos for my friends and for myself and blah 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 but like a lot of people monetize that by like yeah branding themselves as um, as a um service or uh what's word like product yeah that you like 100%. buy into yeah by like following liking and buying what they tell you to like to buy which is like clever like it is clever the way that oh yeah young people have monetized this but it's also like really quite sinister and almost like black mirrory mm. like when you boil it down to the fact that like you are like selling your soul essentially <laughs> not in a negative sense i feel like i'm really bashing influencers no not. but you mean like selling who you are yeah and like as as in, a, in and of yourself in and of itself like that is the product you're selling but then i agree of like i think especially it's like a completely different perspective i think um from my end because i think i probably fit into that category even i literally sound like i'm trying to convince people i'm an influencer i'm not but someone in the creative industries mm -hmm. i'm probably more likely to go into a uh like 
a market in which I'm a freelancer. Mm. Um, so therefore I do have to brand myself yeah. and I know loads of people. So a lot of people that I know and a lot of people, um, so I studied film mm -hmm. and a lot of people in my year and in years below, um, they will often have like a, a separate Instagram, but it's like lucy.creative mm -hmm. or something like that. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's made me think because especially working in social media, like I, today was my last day, but um, working in a social media agency, it's really bizarre to like, I have so many accounts on my phone, yeah. like for all the companies that we do <laughs> social media for. And then we have dead talk. I mm -hmm. had, we have that Instagram account. And then I had one for my film as well last year. Like I had an account for the film um, and I'm like, oh, I can't really be bothered making another Instagram, but then I'm like, I'm doing all these different things and I do need to market myself. It's almost way. like you need a platform to like show your portfolio really. Cause like yeah. all of that is your work at the end of the day. Um, but then where does that, where does that line, where do those lines blur? Because yeah. it's like, I then think about, I follow a lot of people, you know, when, when you're in the creative industries, you follow a lot of artists and stuff on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes they'll follow me back if they see something to do a dead talk or whatever. And it's like, you know, it's the same kind of field and oh yeah, they, they're interested in that or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to be posting like absolute pish on my <laughs> stories or like, you know, stupid stuff on my feed. Like I kind of want to look put together and like, um, you know, this, uh, I want to look this way and whatever, but then it's like, well then the, where's the fun like where's the totally, yeah where's the transparency of me it's like people saying like you shouldn't monetize all your hobbies because you'll just like burn out and lose your sense of self yeah the same way that like not everything online needs to be like for someone else or like for a purpose mm. other than just like pure enjoyment but i don't know i like i want to talk so much about this but i feel like if we go back to basics just for like context in terms of our opinions and like experience with social media like what age were you when you got okay. social media what are your general feelings surrounding social media from a personal point of view and also from like a societal point of view mm -hmm. um and then we can like go back and deep dive on. yes absolutely okay so what age were you oh god what age were you when you first got what first what did you have people no i didn't have any of that i feel like i was quite um sheltered child sheltered i was literally gonna say those words yeah um yeah um i read books i guess no i'm joking <laughs> oh get over yourself no, I know. i'm sorry yeah. no i remember when everyone had msn and i never had msn did you not no oh god um, i don't even know if i like wasn't allowed or if i just wasn't interested i don't really remember but i don't remember feeling like oh i wish i had msn oh really um, but i think like we were talking about in the school episode like, i just feel like i was quite young for that for your age like period of time yeah so anyway i remember going to anna's house and she had this computer room like do you remember when you go to your friends houses and they had the computer mm, room yeah and you would like go and sit on the computer and i remember just like sitting like hi Anna. i know she listens to this but it's so funny because <laughs> she used to like sit on her facebook and like message like all the boys in our class and i'd just sit there like this is like so fun <laughs> and then You're, one like, day Anna, right it was i remember actually it would have been because I would have been 11 and she, or no, I would have been, we were 12 because it's her 13th birthday party. Okay. And she hired out, um, like the, like what code is now. Okay. Did she? Yeah, it was that, I think. So like it, it's our kind of like function room yeah, in a pub. The one basically. like fake club in Linlithgow that's only open <laughs> yeah. like one night a week. Yeah. And it was like so, so bad. Um, anyway, yeah. So she made this event on Facebook and she was like, well, 
you know, if you want it to come, you need to be on the bit. Not like in black and white terms, but she was like, get a Facebook so that you can join. So anyway, this is such a long story for the fact that I just phoned my mum and I was like, please, can I get Facebook? And she was like, no, I don't think so. And then I did it anyway. Um, <laughs> a rebel without a car. <laughs> Your mum phones you. What? <laughs> um, and yes, the, I, I would have had Facebook when I was like 12. And then I don't think I got anything else really until I got an iPod when I was 14, like an iPod touch. Oh um and then yeah i guess it took off from there i don't know <laughs> can i take I off know, from there crazy that's funny um, so you got it to to go to because facebook events were like eh. a thing yeah i guess so yeah but i don't i know i wonder I if remember... teenagers now know that like whenever house parties happened back in the day you there would be a facebook event or before <laughs> that remember like actual party invites high yeah re high retro yeah i know um but yeah and then i think i also like I never had a a smartphone like in school. I'm making myself to be like so like poor me. It's just that I had like this. <laughs> do you remember my diva phone? I don't know if you remember this, but it was like a little white. It was like a touchscreen phone, but it was so elementary, like yeah, so I think so, so 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 shite. Basically, it didn't go on internet. So like around about the time when people were getting like the first iPhones and stuff like that, like I had this shit phone. So I remember like I wouldn't. I would have my iPod, but like it didn't have any 4G or, or Wi-Fi. Right, okay, Because it was yeah. like before Wi-Fi was like universally accessible wherever you went, really. Yeah. So I would like go home from school and then like go on social media and stuff. But did you feel, did you feel left out? Do you think it was no, that big well, a thing at that point? No, not really. But I, rem yeah. I remember like laterally, like it would have been, I think it would be the fifth year when I got like an iPhone. And I remember like really noticing how much more time I was spending, spending. like staring at my phone because like it's just constantly available so in some ways I really miss that like separation of mm. not being like constantly I mean obviously you can put your phone in airplane mode or whatever but it's like that constant pinging notifications oh like, yeah totally knowledge that you're like t taps away from this whole world of social media um which I so I like you were saying I'm glad that I I suppose like had a bit of a childhood without it because mm -hmm. even Kyle who's my younger brother who's 17 now like I was literally saying to him today because he walks around the house with airpods and like listen to music but mostly like listen to like, YouTube videos or something all the time like he's studying and he's like also on his phone yeah and he's just like never really present and focused unless like he's put his phone away and he's like sitting chatting and stuff but just in his own time like when he's alone he's never just like not doing anything or not being stimulated by social media and I think that's like quite sinister in some ways and I think long term it probably has a really really bad effect totally on like your ability to focus and concentrate and yeah 100% like... I think I I think with social media when we were in high school I think I wasn't the same as you because I definitely had um yeah what age were you so I had Beeble when what even was that was that like Beeble was very much like my sister's kind of generation right. and then I was probably on the cusp of it so it was like I don't know it was more MySpace-esque than Facebook mm. so it was like everyone had their own you never I don't maybe you did I can't remember but you didn't really have a feed mm. you would just go on other people's profiles and you would write on their wall it's kind of like Facebook in that right. sense like you would write on their wall but you would really customize your your profile so mm -hmm. <laughs> I, remember, I remember I had a um Chris Brown skin so they're called skins 
um, which is basically like, it's like a wallpaper <laughs> for your phone, like a home screen wallpaper or whatever. But I had a crisp brown skin. I thought you were meaning May there like a uh, rolly, like a skin. No, not a stick. <laughs> that was my, pro- my profile picture was me rolling a, a crisp brown themed cigarette skin. I was like, girl, you're a quit wild. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, ma'am. <clears throat> um, no, I had like a crisp brown skin. So it basically was like, people would design these like, and then would like upload them to the internet and you could download yeah. it and stuff. And it was just like the, the template of what your profile looked like. It's kind of like the what people are seeing right now on YouTube. Yeah. Of like it's like a skin like that. <laughs> um and yeah, it would like have like um like different designs and all this stuff. And then you would have uh my other half, so on your profile. So that would be like it, I think it was probably meant for like boyfriends and girlfriends or whatever, but yeah. people would do like their best friends yeah. or like I, I remember my other half was I think probably Rebecca, like yeah. or or I don't know. Uh, another friend before I'm not sure but yeah it was like but people would just post on your wall like stupid stuff I don't know it might have been different if you're like older but I was quite young so it was just like I remember somebody posted on my wall um being like missing you so much while I like lived in the states and like people drawing love hearts like in the <laughs> sky like because you would have this like paint thing where you would draw it was just so, very, so fun and also so wholesome it was very like innocent yeah um and then I got I got Facebook when I was 12 I think mm. and I think I got it I, I can't remember but I think I got it to keep up with my friends when I was living away yeah. um but like my first few years on like Facebook and stuff I was living my life I was playing Farmville with my gran <laughs> I was having the best time literally playing Farmville like remember when Facebook games were like a thing? So thing yeah I never played them but like I remember people used to send messages being like give me one thing for your hello would you like to have a sheep yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like swap this for me. But anyway, that's not really what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... The demise of Facebook games and what it means for our economy. <laughs> I think social media when we were in high school had more of an effect um, because there wasn't a lot of regulations on like anonymity. Mm. And that, or not even not even like anonymity. But like I think when we were in school, kind of the, the idea and the concept of cyberbullying maybe started because yeah. well that kind of those platforms started when we were in school yeah so then like cyberbullying and that kind of stuff s- probably started when we were in school but this mm-hmm. is nowhere near what it could be now yeah like i remember getting twitter years ago like years and years ago like probably like way before a lot of people did get to it i got it quite young and i think i was like i don't understand what this is <laughs> but i had it at like 15 or something like that um and i remember this is quite pinnacle in my head of like um social media we were I had Twitter and a lot of people had Twitter when my year were voting in the Scottish referendum mm, yeah. and that was really bad it like, really divided people it really it kind divided of radicalized people. a lot of young people as people well. and rightfully so but people mm. took a lot of identity yeah with like being completely polarizing on one side and I think I was quite like I was quite outspoken and like still am, but like I was quite outspoken on social media and probably, I remember I, I probably was the kind of person, no, I'm saying probably, I know fine well, but like <laughs> I would have replied to people yeah. and been like, like, well, have Actually, you not like read seen this? Like, have yeah. you read this? And like, whatever. <laughs> um, and I remember one time somebody in a, my year tweeting like, oh, um, <laughs> I'm gonna vote whatever the fuck Lucy Webb doesn't because she's a bint 
and it got like <sighs> it got like 85 likes or something and they were like all people in from- your year <laughs> oh can't wait to hear this can i just like- comment that paul's just laughing off <laughs> she's, she's like, like ben he's like she has a ben by the way um but yeah like tweet and i remember thinking because there's all people from our year liking it and me yeah. just being horrified i remember there's a similar thing in our year and this um person was really like a massive fan of one direction <laughs> bless <laughs> and like so innocent and um someone in your year <laughs> it's just so is this you no because <laughs> like, uh, someone in our year was like a really big fan of one but they like just liked the music and got really ripped apart for it <laughs> they tweeted like i've had to like this publicly stated i've had to unfollow x person because they're so fucking annoying that's mean yeah so mean and like Obviously, everybody saw it, and it's just like I'm just <laughs> laughing because, like, how trivial, but also how, like, how mean. And also, like, there's no what? need. There is no need to be mean. Here's the positive side of social media. It's a shame that, like, I think <laughs> she's a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still stuck with me. Should it? Nah. As if I was like, still stuck. Just say their name. Nah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Like, it's a shame because I think social media. We kind of talked about this in the high school episode, mm. but like social media was such a community and because it, it's, I mean, it's, it still is it. I'm just saying like when we were teenagers, it was starting for the first time. Mm-hmm. So all these concepts within social media and the world of social media were probably growing for the first time. And I think more so me, I was like definitely involved in like Tumblr and that kind of stuff mm. and like loads of communities within that. <laughs> it reminds me of, oh, Kira's going to kill me for saying this, but my friend Kira. <laughs> My friend Kira had like, <laughs> was like, what happened there? She's gonna actually like slaughter me. She was like heavily involved in like the One Direction social media like thing. But she was like, cause she, I don't, I didn't know her when we were teenagers at all. But um, I think she was really involved in that like pocket of social media, which is like a world within itself. Yeah. And like, I was never into like, or never involved in like specific things like One Direction or like, I know there's like, there's like a whole Doctor Who part of Tumblr and stuff like that. Like there is entire communities and like, yeah, there's people, and this maybe will go into like the parts of influencers that we're going to talk about, but there's people within these communities that are like recognized within that community and almost yeah. like- they're, Esteemed, decorated. Yeah, they're popular like, themselves. Yeah. And it's like, I think, as dangerous as social media can be it's also like created a bridge for all these people around the like i'm saying this as if i'm really cracking the code here like i'm (laughs) saying anything new but like without it you wouldn't have like some people wouldn't have had the confidence and like social interactions whether it's online or not and without it you know what i mean and like that kind of totally it's like a whole it's just like I remember reading an article um about Chan like cross dressing people that were like cross dressers. Mm-hmm. Is that the right terminology? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um I think. In it's like literally the southwest of America, like middle of literally nowhere. Okay. In the um eighties or whatever, just so isolated, so alone. But cross cross dressers not like trans people, I'm guessing. No, yeah, no. Okay. Just like but just like thinking that they were the only people in the world. Yeah. And then them them writing this article of they went to New York and met like minded people, but you know, you had to like physically move to 
um, penetrate that kind of community. And they were like writing this um, article, it was in The Guardian, and they were just reflecting being like, that would have been so life changing for me to do one quick Google. Like, oh, 100%. Like literally cross dresses in my area or like a, a Facebook group that's mm -hmm. like pe like minded people near me, you know, like you really, it really takes a few Googles. And in that way, like, I think it's amazing that it can go from online relationships to like real human relationships yeah but like I suppose I've never had like a virtual friendship so I can't speak on like whether that's as real as like yeah but I don't know there's something slightly odd about it to me that like I understand if you're like miles and miles away and it's not it's not feasible to actually meet people but sometimes I do worry that like actually all that social media is doing when people say it's bringing people together is like just keeping them from actually but then have you ever been have you ever been in a situation and i'm asking this rhetorically because i'm guessing the answer is no but mm. you you've probably never been in a situation where you have felt isolated enough that like maybe your only friends are online no I, exactly like i, I recognize that it's a privileged point of view to have yeah um but and i'm not crit i'm not criticizing the fact that it can be so important and special and lovely and unifying mm. um and takes away loneliness so much my only question is like does it also dis like courage people from yeah engaging in hum like real and when i say real i just mean like face-to-face -face, oh um, definitely friendships and relationships i know because do you worry when we have this conversation that we somehow have somehow as if i'm anywhere near being a teenager but like somehow have turned into just like slowly morphed into the adults that are like <laughs> you're not going outside and talking to real people like I I worry that sometimes it sounds like that yeah but then surely nobody can live in a world in which we are just engaging on social media but I think it's it's the fear that like people are like people that's are. what I mean and like I just hear some like scary things sometimes um and I also notice my own hypocrisy because I'm saying all this yeah I really recognize that I spend tons of time on my phone especially mm. like I never used to but seeing the pandemic like I've like one day my phone like my average my one week my average screen time was like eight hours and I was like that is a whole working day of just yeah. staring at a screen and like doing nothing of importance just like scrolling through social media but it's so tempting it is so like, tempting but it's so addictive it is really addictive um it's so, like what yeah. I was saying, I was saying this to Kiko before we started recording was um, we were chatting to uh, Tom's Totes. Yeah, me, I just recognise the money that we've raised. Oh my for, God, I know. Yeah, sorry we didn't um, talk about that at the start of the episode. I feel like we just got into it. <laughs> but um, yeah, raising we raised over a grand for Women's Aid. Which is amazing. Tote bag. So yeah, very quickly, obviously. So just proud of everyone. Thank you. And yeah, thank if you've got you. a tote bag, please send us a picture yes, once you get do. it. Um, but yeah, we were talking to um, Tom, Tommy, um, that runs to Tom's Totes, and he that's was talking not about that's, yeah, <laughs> I know, not not Tom, different Tom. Um, he runs uh, Tom's Totes, and he was talking about uh, TikTok mm -hmm. and like in my job, or yeah, just left today. But like in my uh, the job that I used to do, we <laughs> used to anyway. <laughs> today literally my ex-job <laughs> uh, I can barely remember but um yeah so I worked for a social media agency and we started implementing TikTok as part of like packages of social mm. media management that we did and like content production and the 
we should definitely let's talk about TikTok on yeah. its own because the power and the influence it has alone is terrifying. Like yeah. you talk about not wanting to be on your phone that much and it's addictive or whatever. And I I find myself sitting on the couch in my flat and we're like watching a film or whatever. And I'm on my phone and I'm and I'm looking at stuff, but I'm like my I'm all over the place here. <laughs> Tom that we were talking to yesterday on FaceTime, he was talking about how mental TikTok has been for his business yeah. alone. And like a majority of the sales on even the last one, uh, like the what the tote bag that we just did with him and also some of his other tote bags, some like at least half of the sales have come from TikTok alone. Yeah. And like, well, it's di direct to consumer marketing. Oh, yeah. And it, the algorithm is such that the more attention it receives, the more people it reaches. Yeah, it gets put The out more too. sales it makes. And it's a cycle. And that's how like a tiny little, well, it wasn't tiny, but you know what I mean? Like a small one person ran business can blow up the way it does in like literally a week 100 percent, and it's like that's why i'm sitting here like constantly on my phone and like putting up stories on the dead talk instagram mm. and like making tiktoks and stuff and it's like i have direct experience of see like my job is to make that work for, for other, other brands people, yeah and like you know, you can sit there and I can put my phone down or whatever, but I'm not going to go on this. And I'm like, but I know if I just make a TikTok and it's quite good or whatever, if it's like people kind of like it on our like TikTok, on our like dead talk one, that might blow us up. Yeah. And it's like the temptation in my head to just pick it up and do it. Like, okay, fine, let's do it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, And it's just so... And that's where it's like the split between enjoyment and like work. Oh, totally. A hundred percent. And, and like you say, building your brand. I actually don't have TikTok precisely because I know how, like, I, I have a very addictive personality and I just know. Yeah. Um, I've you refrained would literally be on it all the time. I literally. Because I am. <laughs> like, <laughs> I even know. Instagram reels, like, I'd sit and scroll through them and I'm like, I'm I never. Purposely, yeah, but it's because I, I think it's because I didn't, I've purposely not got TikTok. But you're actually not like, doing any better because you're, <laughs> you're going through reels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. I have like obviously seen them on Instagram and, and Twitter and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it's, it's so fascinating to me because even like, I don't even know, like two years ago, remember TikTok was like thrown in your face marketing mm. and like everyone, like it was always on like YouTube video um, ads and stuff like that. And nobody had it. No. So it's just like kind of cringe thing. Oh like, yeah, it was it totally used to be, cringe. It used to be um, something for singing, did it not? It was called Musical.ly. Yeah, So it was exactly. literally built on, I think it was initially invented for the idea of the lip sync videos yeah. that people still do, but like barely anymore. Yeah, yeah. And TikTok kind of changed into this more like refined version of Vine, remember yeah. Vine? Yeah. Um, remember Vine? I think it wasn't just five years ago or whatever. I don't know, I can't remember. But like, yeah, it's, it's yeah, I remember like two years ago, it was like cringe as, as so fuck. It's just You'd so just crazy like, no. that in two years. And as well, like, um, there was a podcast I was listening to the other day and she was like, oh, I've like discovered like um, fairy TikTok or whatever, right? Oh, yeah. But like, there's just sub categories of actually anything and it's like you're saying about tumblr with doctor who like anything you could possibly want oh my god is on tiktok some of the tiktok so yeah they'll call it like so there's like frog talk and it's just like <laughs> frogs on tiktok right and just like because there is so much content going out yeah and so many people on it these like sub I've, i i think that al algorithm is so interesting to it's me. so the clever. for you page is so interesting because if you go on my tiktok like my feed it's like 
it's actually really vulnerable. Like it's like yeah. for people to look at my For You page, you probably get to know far too much about me because it's what I'm engaging with. So if anything, it's engaging with my subconscious and just showing in front oh of me God, what I'm like. Oh my God, that's so interesting. Do you know what I mean? I've never thought of that before, yeah. So like, it's like somebody getting to look into like, I don't know, your diary or like mm-hmm. your bedroom, like a very intimate oh, totally. space of yours. Because then you see all the things that I'm interacting with and it's like, if I'll scroll down TikTok and if I'm like with anyone, I get kind of embarrassed. Yeah. Because like, it'll be... Like I'll be scrolling through and I'm like, oh, that's funny, like whatever. Yeah. And all this. And then it's like really attractive people, like lip syncing to something. Or like, what was it? There was kind of like it's just frog talk. <laughs> yeah, like, well, let's be real. Oh, I'm fr- not even that upset. I don't even like frogs. What the hell? It's um, just pushing. Pushing talk, yeah. No, have you seen the Sylvanian TikToks? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> They're so I've just funny. seen it like out of like just on other social medias. And I'm like, who like who came up with that and how have they managed to like make it? cool again who came up with that? i want to shake your hand yeah but wanna, no there yeah. was one there's like a subsector of tiktok that unbelievably intrigues me which is like <laughs> harry potter tiktok or like whatever it's called i don't know um i don't know potter stan potter talk pot talk <laughs> tick pot no anyway um but there's people who have like unbelievable editing skills mm-hmm. and they can do these kind of like um, I don't know if deep fake's the right word. I think that's only used in porn. Do you know what deep fakes are? No. It's deep fakes like I think it's not just used in porn, but like I think that comes... I thought you were gonna say like it's just used in film because I'm like a film no, student. No, I think it's like <laughs> a bit more dark than that. But like it's where you can like edit yourself into something when you're not there. Right. So like or but I think more I don't know. So anyway. like basically cut yourself into a scene. Yeah, kind right. of. Or like people will put other people's face on other characters right, right, right. or something. But there's these girls that I've seen on TikTok and they have like unbelievable editing skills where mm-hmm. they will cut shots from actual films and, and very often it'll be over some like really dramatic song. Yeah. So it's meant to make you feel like it's a music video kind of thing. And they'll cut like scenes of Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter films because everyone fucking fancies him, obviously. And the like reverse shot, like it'll be like Draco Malfoy like doing this. And yeah. then they'll have like subtitles being like, where have you been? You weren't in potions class. And then the reverse shot will be her and she's dressed, she's put the full Hogwarts uniform on. She has she has a green screen behind her, which has got Hogwarts. Fucking yeah. But of course, and like I'm not being a film student here, but mm. she's got to have the lighting completely correct yeah. for the other shot. So then it'll be like Draco All of the mise en scene as well. All the mise en scene indeed. <laughs> and it'll be Draco Malfoy like, why weren't you in potions class? And it's not him saying that obviously because that's not in the actual film. Yeah. But she'll do the subtitles and then it'll be like her and she'll be like, because I was trying to put a curse on Shaggy you to fall in love with sorry. me. <laughs> like, you know, like that kind of stuff. And it's just, it looks like that is a real scene from the yeah, film. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I'm like, they have millions of likes. Yeah. And I'm like, this is insane. And also, hi, um, do you want to do a collab? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so cool though. How much would, like, what is the fee of getting them to edit you into the Harry Potter thing? Because I would love No, that. we need to take advantage of that. If we're gonna, if we're gonna pay them to do it, it's not Harry Potter, because I don't, I don't care about Harry Potter. I need like Twilight. Like I want to be playing baseball in the Twilight film. You know, the, the baseball yeah, scene. Yeah, I fucking know. Yeah, but I don't like oh, Twilight that much. Know. Right, guys, you need to let us know. Are you high, team High Potter or team Twilight? No, first of all, that's disgusting. No, let us know <laughs> what scene you'd like to be edited into by a TikTok creator. That would be insane. I would want to be one of the Cullens playing baseball in the I first Twilight film. I would want to be film. in Thelma and Louise when they go off the cliff. They die, though. Yeah, in the movie. I'm not going to... <laughs> 
Yeah, I guess. You don't but am I actually going to go in a car and go off? If that's what you want. <laughs> um, my Skoda's out there. <laughs> <laughs> my Kia Ria's parked outside if you like. Um, no, but let's talk about... We've not even talked about influencers. I know, that's what I was, so I was literally about to say. Let's fucking shut up about the point. frog talk. But um, <laughs> let's go back into it. Let's start talking about influencers. I think we have seen... Uh, like exposure of influencer culture over the pandemic oh yeah it's brought out the absolute worst in people oh yeah I don't know oh yeah, yeah. Like big time maybe um did you say it's brought out the worst in people yep yeah are you anti-influencer culture would you say no not at all i think i having worked in social media and we do a lot of work with influencers mm-hmm. um i think now this is interesting this is what i'd like to talk about and i'd like to break it down because i don't know how you define this and i don't know how you make sure that you are doing the right thing yeah there are people that i know um or there are influencers that i follow and stuff and i think they do so well with their platform Mm -hmm. so i've seen a lot of um a lot of influencers um doing stuff with like scottish government um talking about like the the pandemic or whatever periods poverty period poverty um i know there's an edinburgh influencer called all time lois Mm -hmm. and we've done a few collabs with her at work but she like specifically i have quite a lot of respect for her because she's done a lot of stuff with um joshua nolan foundation which is a charity Mm, in edinburgh for mental health yeah i follow her actually yeah and i think she she can have she's a good example and a lot of influencers like that are a good example of like having fun and doing your own thing which is what you're interested in like she's very interested into her fashion or whatever yeah but also recognizing your platform i think you need to recognize as well like not you specifically but you you general um it is in essence a creative job like yeah it's it's not just like I don't know I think there's a lot of um deep-rooted sexism in the Mm. attitudes that we have towards influencers who are largely women in my experience anyway and I think in most in most people's experience um influencers in terms of like the influence online marketing kind of fashion beauty lifestyle fitness um food stuff like that um, yeah, it's largely an overwhelmingly woman, mm-hmm. and because they are so, I think there's two issues here. One is that it's like really trivialized, and people are like it's not a real job. It's super yeah. lucky, which I can understand. Like, um, I always, I'd like, I've had that thought before as well. Of like, I'm working like ten hour days and getting paid probably like a quarter of what these people are earning. Oh, 100%. To essentially like post a photo on Instagram, mm-hmm. but. In saying that there's tons of work that goes on behind the scenes and it's fucking entrepreneurial like i'm only essentially jealous because you haven't <laughs> like, fucking done it yourself exactly yeah. and i think people and men especially older men like of older generations really look down on it really roll their eyes think it's like narcissistic and shallow to be an influencer today but like that's rooted in I think kind of scorn and in women having like such financial independence and mm. also to be so like confident and oh yeah have absolutely. such like large platform and also in a, in a forum that's so like not so misunderstood by older generations yeah um but even like I certainly have like internalized misogyny around it I think because like seeing women 
posing in public and stuff like I just cringe I'm like oh my god that's so embarrassing like but it's so interesting bitch like that's the first thought if I'm honest it's like popping through my head but then I'll like recognize that and be like no shut up like that's your inner voice you know what I mean that's so interesting to hear you like that's very um honest of you to say that that's your kind of first thought because I think you know a lot of us don't want to think that we think that but you probably do like I also like I think it's not like a hateful thing it's more of a like it's more of a reflection on like my lack of confidence because oh, like, yeah. I wouldn't be able to do that and like it's probably a slight resent towards their confidence which again is just internalized are you projecting misogyny? your own insecurity you absolutely sorry it's completely like no, no projecting no. your own but yeah yeah absolutely and also like I think just being like confronted with that is like you automatically like the human instinct is to go on the defense and be like well it's because they're this and not oh like, yeah so yeah not to over analyze myself no, but I think <laughs> no but I think that's the root of it and I think that's what we are trying to get down to yeah and I think it's really interesting because I don't think you're defined by that first thought in your head of no I don't either I think it's like the way that you rationalize and like react it's almost it. like um what do you call it? like a knee-jerk reaction yes and then um you then work and yeah. like consciously consider other things like and I'm like I have massive respect for influencers I think it's fucking cool like I think you've got to be so sure of yourself like to start out as well absolutely put yourself out there um so yeah I think it's like so cool but yeah the sexism thing is just something that I've like observed from a from a like large macro kind of context but you know what I think a lot of it also like when you say the word sexism and we talk about the concept of sexism within like female influencers and that kind of culture I think a lot of it does come from women yeah I think a lot of it comes from females um that whole competitiveness mm -hmm. as well absolutely like compete competing for the most likes is essentially just like competing for the male gaze yeah oh yeah 100 percent. and like it is that kind of I think I used to think this all the time where I would post a photo on Instagram. This kind of goes back to more general Instagram and social media and its effect on your mental health. But mm-hmm. I used to po- post a photo on Instagram. And like if I post a, a picture of myself or like a selfie or whatever, it would get um, maybe say like 100 likes or something like mm-hmm. that, like on average, right? And to some people, that's like loads. Mm-hmm. But then in my head, sometimes before, I don't think so much anymore. But like I would see other girls posting photos and they get like 300, 400 yeah, likes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh am I actually just like minging and I haven't noticed yeah. like do you know what I mean <laughs> am I like, just a bin <laughs> yeah am I just a bin oh wait yeah yeah um I know that one no um, I completely relate to that but it's, yeah. that's insane yeah that's insane is. for me to be me relatively confident person in day-to-day like feel fine about myself I mean I'm like everyone I'll look in the mirror some days and be like you fat little piggy mm. fuck off and then other days I'm like okay <laughs> okay girl no but like you know what I mean you, yeah, yeah. you fluctuate in your own confidence or whatever but it's insane that that medium can have the effect in which I post a photo and if I think I look good whatever that probably that's why I'm posted I'm yeah. like hell yeah like for myself and then if I compare it to someone else who gets like 400 likes or something for me to instantly think oh am I actually just fucking I'm just less than like oh god I must not, be and yeah. I just because look here's a reflection of not that many people are liking my photos so yeah. I must not be the same as that and yeah. I think thank fuck I'm not an influencer I turned it down guys but no like <laughs> thank fuck I'm not an influencer because 
I would think that so concentrated. Yeah. Like, so oh yeah, intense. it'd be amped up five thousand yeah. percent. And I think that kind of um like source of affirmation mm-hmm. would literally take over my entire world. Oh yeah. And it, I, oh. Same, yeah. I mean I remember there was a year like the year that I left school and went to uni, um I like didn't post on Instagram hardly at all and it wasn't because I didn't want to it's because like I would just overanalyze every single photo and like just be so self-conscious about it yeah and then would just be like oh just in case it gets no likes and that's so embarrassing I'll just not upload it instead and like I look back now and I'm like that's so sad because I went into railing went to Zante and like it's all those like obviously I have those photos and those memories but like in a curated space it's not there and like it makes me sad because they're like all fine photos and like it's not about I don't know like now I don't care at all like I post photos for me Mm -hmm. um and like I honestly don't even look at like I don't mean not being like I don't even care about likes but like I I no. don't like I don't think any of us sharing really your do life yeah. and your experiences we've all grown up and grown out of that kind of like phase I think but I think you're better for that you're better than that than I am really because I don't think I think I would still I've kind of unfollowed a lot of influencers I think I I'm quite good for I think a lot of girls my age will would follow like I don't know quite a lot of influencers that some people would I don't I don't know guys I'm just not like other girls but, <laughs> no but no, like, I don't, yeah similar to you I don't, I don't know really try I don't and engage know a lot of them it. and I think I see people reposting um photos of influencers or whatever and I'll go on it's like you know like Scotland ones or whatever mm. that I think a lot of people that we know would follow and I just think and it sucks because like it's not their fault but that would fuck my head if I if my entire feed was just like like I sound like a tolf like artsy prick but like I love to I would rather have my feed filled with like art and stuff like that and like a lot of tattoo artists I follow a lot of stuff like that and like um music and podcasts whatever Mm -hmm. like I like to be surrounded by like art and (laughs) such a no you don't but it is like I I had to change certain trope of influences I think can be quite same same Mm. and for me anyway like I can admire it but like only really from a distance yeah um because I get really comparative between myself and them and like I understand rationally like of course I know that that is a snapshot in time and they're not they don't look like that all the time and like they don't have like all those they don't wear those amazing outfits all the time no and, like blah, blah 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 obviously I know that but like to be constantly confronted with it on your page and then like seeing the reflection of yourself in your phone screen like it really doesn't <laughs> it really it's affects not good for me you, girl no yeah. it, it's not good for me and like I've noticed it so much over and over lockdown I think with just the general me spending more time on my phone and like being completely like confronted with this total like 180 reality of all these like gorgeous girls oh yeah and it's nothing they're doing it's like very internalized to me and my insecurities but like it just doesn't make me feel good at all yeah and I think actually less so the people and I don't know we were kind of talking about this before we started recording but like Mm. what what responsibility does the culture have which but then again who is the culture and then who has responsibility for that but then so how much of the negative impact is based in social media and influencer community Mm. and like culture and whatever and how much of each influencer plays a part in that Mm -hmm. and I think the power and the influence that single people have is grotesque yeah. and scary yeah especially for people younger than us mm-hmm. and but then again 
these people do know what they're doing like I don't know I yeah I think there's like a very blurred moral area here because like you can kind of feign innocence and be like I'm just doing it for me like it's not it's not my responsibility to um what's the word like monitor my content or like be a role model yeah which I agree with because you know you don't sign up to that but it's especially like I think with all like with youtubers becoming massive stars like mm. a lot of the time if there's any ever like drama or whatever that happens they're like you know I I, I don't like I didn't sign up for this blah, yeah blah, I didn't blah. ask for this fine that's fine but you know reality is reality and you are you have a massive influence and you have a massive following oh, so you're like, profiting off this yeah so. you're profiting off it so you have a certain responsibility to really be careful what you promote and it's like the influence like subculture and i like i know that actually not that many influencers do do this but the whole like skinny tea yeah um selling the whole fat phobic and um, pretty privilege yeah just like you will be happy if you're thin idea is permeated in so many different ways no and into like so many different i actually want to do a whole episode on diet culture and like yeah we should because it's so fucked and it's a whole topic for another day but like i think influencers have had a massive impact on like popularizing that and Uh making it so ingrained to the point where like it's actually quite dangerously subconscious now and like we've all just Mm -hmm. internalized it um but it's like you know the argument you could have is like i'm not bashing influencer x here mm-hmm. for being skinny and pretty and existing no, and then no. having having photos online but however i think it's the point i'm trying to make is there's a lot of influencers and youtubers especially um that are like so for example caught out for fucking editing their photos yeah and it's like like if it's you just have a lack like, of transparency isn't yeah it? and if you have like a million followers on instagram and you know because i know they fucking know the youtubers especially mm-hmm. you know who your audience is yeah it's your job to fucking know yeah and if your audience is like 14 to 18 year old girls or not even because it affects everyone but say for example in like it's terribly specifically bad if it's like the, that age range of like a 14 to 18 whatever mm-hmm. you know girls if that's your demographic and you're posting photos of yourself edited to fuck like that's so shit like that's so yeah you you cannot for the life of me try and tell me that you don't know one that you're having that effect and two that like oh well i you know i don't mean to do that i'm just doing what i want to do or whatever like yeah. no like you can't do that and i think as well like maybe people who do that argument would be what well, I feel so much insane pressure to look a certain way that I feel like I have to do that to rem- like maintain this image of myself but like looking at that from an outside perspective is just so fucked up like it's yeah. so sinister and I don't know I think the idea as well that like you're not selling even just the way that you look you're selling this curated or marketing or you're branding this curated version of your life that doesn't exist yeah to be like if you look like me then you will be happy yeah kind of idea totally. and i don't even think it's explicit it's very implicit and again like i'm not i'm not even thinking of any one influencer name them 
call them out no it's not <laughs> that i think it's a wider cultural issue than yeah. it is like a personal one yeah um i think this world of influencers from the past definitely needs to die like yeah there's so for one youtuber i'm thinking of in particular who's probably equally as much as a youtuber as she is an influencer on mm. instagram like she's quite popular on instagram um regardless of her youtube channel her name's mm -hmm. keelan moncrief and she's irish right um she's fucking class she's so funny yeah but she's so unbelievably transparent and like like constantly on her instagram stories like <laughs> looking not looking like she rolled just out of bed she did she did just mm -hmm. roll out of bed and like she's got fried to fuck hair because she's bleached it so often and i'm like girl i relate to that yeah like that kind of transparency and also showing um just to like slightly less attractive parts of life like i'm having it's so, a day um, where i'm sat in bed for like yeah. actual 24 hours yeah and not in a cute like i'm depressed like kind of way it's like in a real like i just there's no there's no set way to do it i just know for a fact that she's not perpetuating and this false, lifestyle that's yeah. completely unrealistic yeah. like she will post a photo on instagram where her makeup's done her outfit is gorgeous mm -hmm. and she looks banging like she looks so good but in all facets of the way she presents herself on instagram it's transparent mm -hmm. and i just don't think like you can love yourself and put up these photos and like you know be like feeling like it like whatever mm -hmm. but i don't believe this world in which these cookie cutter influencers who um post photos of them just like doing all this and pretending like because they are pretending they're pretending that their life is just starbucks coffees mm. and like i don't know cute filters and shit like that yeah. and i think it's oh so God, irresponsible to say are so bad oh yeah but it's, it's irresponsible to just sit back and pretend that that's what you're doing isn't just like like yeah it's just an instagram mm. but you're trying you are marketing people that this is your life yeah. and i think it's shit like i just think it's like unbelievably uh, yeah. toxic i remember the very first time i was like exposed to that kind of <clears throat> idea of like how fake it all is i don't know if you remember or are aware of this um girl called isena o'neill no so she was like there's this very weird part of like instagram and youtube that when i was about like 14 15 was like massive and it was this vegan like it was like when veganism was really taking off taking okay. off as like a popular trendy and also like really healthy diet right and it was like high carb low fat people would literally eat just like bananas mangoes oh, yeah. pineapples like i don't know if you remember that so anyway i got quite sucked into all of that and like quite to an extent which is probably not good for well i know it wasn't good for me and my like relationship with food and body mm -hmm. image and stuff like that but anyway she was like one of the pioneers i suppose of that and like popularized it and she was like this gorgeous australian girl um looked like picture perfect well she was but all of her photos were so beautiful her name on youtube wasn't freely the banana girl no no it? she's no, another, another one, one. Okay, yeah sorry, but yeah. she's she was one of those and like, also australian i think yeah but yeah yeah i know who you're talking about but no anyway this girl basically had an epiphany a breakdown i don't really know how to describe it and she went through and she was like ranting on instagram stories and this was like still when i was maybe like 16 and i remember it so clearly and she recaptioned all of her instagram photos to be like this day i took 700 photos i hadn't eaten for a week because i was blah 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 and just like um 
I suppose exposed the whole other side of her life as an influencer wow um, and how unhealthy and how ill she was because of it and how fake it all was and it, it was so profound to me to like read through that and be like everything that I thought I wanted in terms of like looking like that and eating like that and like living in Australia and I don't know blah blah blah, blah. like I, I could understand it wasn't realistic anyway but like for her to go through and like expose herself like that and then she quit um like Instagram and YouTube and stuff and wow. that was that and she went and I don't know what she does now but yeah I just think that's a really like profound example of like the fundamental problems with influencer culture because essentially like they might it must be a lonely job in a lot of ways and oh like God, it's yeah. still though it's like normalized between our age groups mm -hmm. like it's still pretty out there job I suppose if you're going out on your own to like take photos for content and like in the middle of a like busy city with people just like staring at you like I don't know I just but also I think even on the flip side of that like how dark a, a shot or a scene that would be to see some of the photos that like I'm thinking of, especially during the pandemic like yeah. some of the photos that I've seen on Instagram from influencers and it's like there's nothing wrong with this I'm not I'm not yeah. making fun of them but like photos are very obviously on a timer mm -hmm. and I'm like how imagine just like the the visual of them taking the photo and they're like you know kind of posing mm -hmm. doing whatever like new outfit or whatever and then the picture's taken you're just sitting in your room like, yeah. it must be so lonely you like essentially are getting just and I get that it's like that is the whole point is because you're posting the photo yeah like for an audience but like yeah the idea of just like getting ready for nothing yeah. essentially like it's just sad in a way that's like not like sad like sad. what a loser yeah <laughs> but like a bit sad to yeah. me but like yeah. that's I don't know um I think I have a lot of respect for influencers yeah. um but I think it, like in summary they just need to be responsible and aware well I think that's when it's done okay like yeah. when it's done when you use your platform to you know like nothing's pissed me off more than over the last year especially in the summer but you know it never stops it's not just because BLM had a peak and now mm. it's over but when I saw fucking influencers sharing nothing like share and I'm not or saying, posting one like blackout Tuesday and then <laughs> yeah. literally yeah doing... black square in the grid um and, and I'm not like, oh, I'm such a like social justice warrior yeah and I'm Fuck not all. saying like sharing resources on your story is peak activism like I don't think that at all and I'm not saying like if you haven't like put a funky cute graphic that says like police need to stop killing black mm. people like I'm not saying that's the pinnacle of caring and and making effort or whatever and and partaking in activism it's the start of something but though, it's the start I mean, and yeah. do you know what is easy as fuck and it's not performative at all is if you have a platform and last summer especially if you had a platform and you are not sharing petitions that people can sign that do make a difference, mm -hmm. or GoFundMe for families who were victims. Or like locations victims. of protests near you. Exactly. Yeah. Or like places that you can specifically donate to like innocent projects, mm -hmm. um, to get people out of jail, uh, to families specifically being um, affected by deaths, by mm -hmm. murders mm -hmm. from the police. Like, I just thought, I, there was a few people I unfollowed in summer because I was like, I don't give a fuck about your Starbucks order to me. Yeah. Like, why are you yeah, even the, the brass neck for you to log know, on today and not post a single thing? I think it was, it's just disgusting, isn't it? That kind of like, you could feel the nuance in the It's kind of the like air. a superiority complex, I think, because it's a similar, like, 
um not that this in any way compares to the BLM movement but people being like stay at home publicly like fuck like you know like obey the rules for covid and then they're like all caught out partying oh yeah it's just so like do you think it's just like you're so invincible and untouchable that it doesn't apply to you like well there's so many there's so many uni students in edinburgh and i'll fucking call them out don't like the amount of students on it in edinburgh that like I'll follow from like pals or whatever of mm. like friends of friends or whatever and they are going to like there's a guy that I know that um posted on his social media that he did like a um him and his friends had like a a Met Gala night or something I can't remember what it was mm. but it was something like that and they all dressed up um <laughs> you know who this is but they all dressed up in tuxedos and stuff and they were wearing like ball dresses and they had like a Met Gala night or whatever in this guy's flat and there was like 15 of them. What? And he put it on his story. I just don't understand the whole like publicizing it thing. But yeah, he put it on his story. Like if you're gonna and do it, like, at least don't show it. Like don't show it all. Literally. Put it on his story and I was like, that's bait, but like whatever. Like that's stupid as fuck. You yeah. like, but that's gone in 24 hours, whatever. And then posted a photo on his grid. <laughs> and I was like, Brass neck are you? What mate? do you think? Do you think yeah. it's not happening? Do you think people are like gonna like see that and just not be like not realize? Cute. Like yeah, weird. Oh, I don't know. But then yeah, I don't know. Um, before we should probably we wrap up, yeah, we? I just wanted to go through a couple of Insta responses, Instagram quite stories. Quite interesting. Yeah. Um. Before I have to go to work. <laughs> I know, disgusting from you. Um, it is disgusting, right? So. Quickly, our responses to our little quiz, guys. Follow us on Dead Talk if you aren't already. Follow us on Dead Talk. Follow us on Instagram. Sorry. <laughs> Talk about influencers. We don't have any. I'm the only one in this group. On Instagram, our, our Instagram is at Dead Talk Podcast. Yes. Same on Facebook. We got. I love how much um, engagement we've been having. With I know. These. I, I know. love when people. Vote. Anyway, have you ever bought anything because of an influencer? Yes, forty six percent. No, fifty four. Hmm. Find that the. Majority of influencers I follow are women, 85% true, and 15% no, that's interesting. I'm not surprised though. No. Um, believe social media to be a generally positive invention. Mm, 36% yes, 64% no. Really? Yeah. Find influencer cultural, 85% of people said cringe and fits. 15% said cool. Really? Yeah. See, I don't know if that's slightly hypocritical though, because you're all consuming it. So is it fair to consume? You're all loving it. Yeah. You love it and you turn your nose at it. <laughs> I know you love it. <laughs> yeah. I know that's interesting that that it's many people really said. interesting. Because one of the responses was, um, one of the responses from to our story, I'm just looking as well, mm -hmm. was specifically talking about, and I shared this, specifically talking about how much they hate this idea about stuff being cringe. Yeah. And like this idea about and I get that and I think especially um like especially being in the creative industries it has the same tone yeah. of like doing anything's fucking yeah. cringe yeah. and I think it is like it is um a projection of your own insecurity totally yeah um and then we had so Erin my friend Erin talked about the diet culture as well yeah and like talking about promoting um uh, yeah. It's like what I eat in a day. Yeah, she specifically said like calories. calorie counting a day and like um, yeah. specific calorie counts and stuff is so awful. Um, and then we have another one here saying very much making kids believe that they need to be millionaires for houses by the age of twenty two. <laughs> That's so true. It is because like there is like 
I'm 18 years old and I've just got the keys to my house. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's just, but it's like what we were saying, this perpetuation of um, like an Wealth unrealistic- and money and class and happiness and like being beautiful. Yeah. All like as this aspiration. Absolutely. Um, right, well, we've really just tackled the world of, I feel like we might even need to do a part two of like- Honestly, I know I have so much more to say, but like I actually need to go. Yeah, I know. But especially <laughs> like influencer, we can maybe come back and do an influencer episode specifically because yeah. I feel like we touched a lot on social media and then just bloody scratch the surface with influencer. Totally, yeah. I think it could do with a part two. Maybe a part two on specifically like the shitty influencers like we were talking about. Bring them on. Bring them on. Let's um, get them on and talk to them. Hi. Because um, we didn't even talk about the Dubai thing. We didn't talk about the Dubai thing. Fucking influencers in Dubai. Oh God. Right. Okay. Guys, <laughs> if you want to see a part two to this. Let us know. Where we talk about influencers and that. Because as well, like the whole YouTube, I watch so much stuff about YouTubers and like all the controversies with stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should do a part two. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much guys. Um, or watching, if you've been watching on our YouTube, um, not I our always channel. forget that we are like being filmed. Being filmed and at I'm all. Sure, like, <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, if if you're watching us on YouTube, give us a like, comment, yeah. some thoughts, especially if you'd like to see a part two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Instagram, you definitely need to head over and let us know your yeah, thoughts on totally. this because yeah, we'll we'll like to come back and uh, maybe share some more people's thoughts on this uh, whole topic. But yeah, like I said, it's at Dead Talk on Instagram and on Facebook. Yeah, and yeah, um, I think as well. Both of us are working full time. Well, you will be oh, starting yeah. next week. Big so just bear with us in terms of um, like getting a new schedule sorted and stuff because yeah. I don't work a nine to five job, whereas you do. So sometimes it's just going to be really hard to find a uh, time to record. So we're yeah. just going to try and like both settle in and yeah. find a day and stuff like that. So just bear with us. But there might be a couple of weeks where there's like it's two weeks between an episode and stuff yeah. like that. I think we're going to find we're going to find a new schedule and it might end up that the episodes come every two weeks rather yeah. than every week. Because we don't want to like churn out an episode for the sake of just doing it every week. Like we would rather think about it, research, like critically think about what we want to say. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but just so you guys know, that's what we're up to. So you're not bloody blindsided. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as always, thank you for listening. Yeah. And bye. See you next time. Bye.